Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses where it's gonna get it's gonna get neurotic. Um, there's a fair amount of heavy stuff. Unless you cannot see, I might skip some of it, depending on uh, both time and inclination towards content. But first, first thing on the list you cannot see: fire of doing question mark yeah big question mark. I keep overloading myself, um, and I'll get a few things done today, but my Really, my, my to-do list is just getting bigger and bigger or longer uh, and uncut. little South Park reference there from like a million years ago. I, I just need to sit down and, and some of it's like, you know, okay, well, I can't, you know, I'm going to work on that at the end of the week or I'm going to work on that in the middle of the week. So, and, you know, it's always at the beginning of the week, I always add like at least like, you know, three or four things where I'm like, okay, during the week. I gotta get this stuff done. I usually knock it out within a couple of days. So, but still, like you know, the length of it at the beginning of the week kind of gives me uh, a bit of anxiety. And so I'm like, shit, that's a long list. But some of it's like firing off text and stuff like that. And some of it's you know, trim my nails uh, or uh, pass along some phone numbers for like the family, like phone tree thing, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Because there's a reason we have one now. Yeah, let's let's get into this kind of heaviness real quick, and then um, there'll be some fun stuff, uh, and then I'll end on some heavy stuff. I used to have a mentor whose name I'm not going to say uh, for reasons that will become apparent very soon. He was uh, recently alleged of taking advantage of uh, his position of power and uh, basically uh, got popped in this whole inappropriate... Uh, not sexual assault, but sexual aggression. Um, and I was talking to some family members about it. And I was talking to some friends about it. Um, and, uh, and I was talking to some close friends who, who knew, you know, what was going on. And, um, and the mentor and I haven't really talked in a while. We kind of, you know, life got in the way and I moved, uh, you know, away from, writing uh, long-form prose to writing, like, podcast episodes and short stories. The pipes are going in the background. I think I was yelling. Sorry. You know, I was talking to, to some friends and family, and I said, I said, man, it feels different when you have, when this whole, like, allegation thing, when it's leveled out against someone you know, and I said, it feels, like, different because I personally know him. And I went, that's not right. Like, it, I should, and I'm horrified by any kind of, like, sexual assault or anything like that. Like, that's just awful and should never happen. Um, but the fact that, like, you know, I, I initially differentiated between, like, kind of the the nameless, faceless, you know, victims or, or perpetrators uh, to someone I know isn't right. And I quickly adjusted my frame of thinking, which is a rarity in this world nowadays. And I think it's a natural thing to want to defend your friends and family. Um, I mean, that's a very societal thing is, you know, this is my, you know, you go all the way back to like caveman brain and um, that mentality of like, you know, this is my tribe, this is my family. We, you know, you know, form up and and protect each other. Um, He apologized, uh, which is, you don't normally get that with this kind of stuff. He said, you know, it was years ago. Uh, I misread the situation. I'm, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was acting, 
you know, you know, untoward. And normally you don't get like that, like black and white level of apology, um, which is good. The bad news is kind of that, you know, dark cloud and the silver lining is that he also said, you know, I'm going dark now. Um, it's that I, you know, I've been doing a lot of talking, but I'm going to listen. And I'm like, no, you're just, you know, kind of dialing it down a notch, um, you know, and kind of backing off out of the quote unquote public light. He's not like a, a, a household name, but he's big enough that, you know, he's, he's gonna, you know, just kind of like, you know, weather this out and, you know, probably be fine. But, you know, you want to defend them. And, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to Deb, actually, uh, co-host of the monthly No Applause, Just the Clap. Go check those, those out. Moment of shameless plugging. And I was talking to her and I said, you know, this, this is different than when, you know, Chris Hardwick was part of a, a smear campaign uh, from his uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Um, and I'm very okay saying all of that on record. Um, but for mentor's sake, you know, I, you know, I went, you know, I, I didn't see this coming from him, but you know, then again, I'm a guy and he probably treated me differently, obviously. But I said, I, you know, I want to defend him, but he apologized. And I don't know like what, like how to reconcile this, uh, you know, within my worldview, my personal worldview, um, you know, when it imp- impacts you, you know, not so much, like it doesn't like, it's not like, like a huge crater impact, uh, in my life. But I mean, like I said, it kind of, I went, oh, and then I kind of had to shift my worldview and go, huh. Um, I looked up to this guy, obviously, as a mentor and, and me being his protege. And then it's like, oh, well, he did that. Um, and his apology was very not like him in terms of voice. Um, so I think he, he wrote it without any kind of glibness. Um, it, obviously, it's not a laughing matter. But it was it was more earnest than I've I've ever heard him write, which is very strange. So, I don't know, that was, that was something that kind of like, I went, oh, shit. So crazy that. Um, let's, you know, kind of do a 180 and get into some fun stuff. Uh, new show ideas. Yeah. Um, hot on the heels of last week's uh, Nerd Vomit. Christina, of all people, actually kind of gave me an idea that I, I ran past Deb and she, Deb immediately was like, oh, yeah. That's there's a kernel of something there, and I went great. It's going to be a mini series, which is nice. It's going to be finite. Um, it might be, I don't know, probably twelve episodes. Um, I might do two seasons of six. No, maybe three seasons of four or five. Um, probably put it a kind of a Black Falls type of thing, um, but it's going to be uh, kind of a an origin story of sorts. I don't want to say too much about it. Um, then the kind of the sub note to that, uh, you know, it says fate of the, you know, 2020 project CE 2020 with everything going on right now. And the fact that I ended up falling behind on Kathy Hammond, which I'm almost done with. I swear to God, I know I say that every week, um, but I've got one more commercial to write. And one of the things, two of the things on my to-do list for the network is to text uh, Kate to get her notes from season two and to start talking to um, Kate and Kat about recording and Christina about recording as well. Uh, and I can, I'm going to start recording all, all of my parts probably next week, maybe. Um, assuming I don't have a new fear. I'm, I'm starting to write a new episode of fear, but anyway, 
CE 2020, which was our big 2020 project. Um, and it was going to be huge. It was a, it's like a fully scripted podcast with m- more parts than, or more roles than Kathy Hammond has. Um, Kathy Hammond really only, you know, has maybe three or four characters, five characters tops. Uh, this was going to be like six or seven, uh, the pipes agree. And it was just going to be like this huge, like kind of, um, anthology with like a, you know, a through line and it was going to be a huge undertaking, uh, in terms of, uh, sound design as well. Um, which we, you know, experimented on the learning curve was a bit steep for Kathy Hem, but I think everything turned out well. Um, uh, whereas, you know, with, uh, CE 2020, um, it was uh, going to be a whole another world of just the sound design. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, I'm putting it on, on, on the back burner. Um, I'm going to probably focus on this new like, mini series just because I want to get it done. Uh, and uh, once I start getting back on track with everything, because um, after I finish writing Kathy Hammond, uh, the last commercial, which is uh, probably next week, I'm sorry, this week, uh, I'll start wrapping up. Uh, I'm halfway through this la- this new season of um, this upcoming season rather of Black Falls, and then I'll start working on the new series, uh, which, for working purposes, MTB, we'll call it. Let's see. ND- speaking of initials, NDK update. Yeah, so we're still going to go to NDK uh, in a couple months, about three months. Basically, NDK uh, Nandaisu Khan, Colorado's largest anime and uh, manga and cosplay convention, uh, is in a position where they had signed a contract with this huge convention, like, hotel thing in Colorado called the Gaylord. With everything with COVID, like, it was going to cost them too much money to pull out and um, reschedule everything. So they're just going to go ahead with it. And uh, they're like, we would have lost more money having to reschedule than, you know, based on attendance. So I don't, I don't know, assuming that, you know, the governor doesn't, you know, slap down the whole thing and say like, no, you're not going to have an event that's, you know, 60,000 people. Um, and that's, you know, at lowered attendance. Uh, we'll see. And, uh, I'm going to keep, you know, my hotel reservation open and Christina will be helping me. And I don't know about Deb on this one. Uh, I think Deb might be out for NDK. So there's that. Uh, so, and I'm, you know, with everything with COVID, we burned off so much of our convention audio that, you know, I mean, yeah, I can repost old interviews um, if they're pertinent, but I don't want to do that just because. Um, so I like to rebuild kind of our, like our kind of cushion episode, you know, material and content. Speaking of things that people are afraid of, I suppose, last week I talked about meeting that snake in the backyard. This prompted a whole new conversation about fears. Uh, and I've got to, you know, I want to talk about a few of them, uh, just because I haven't brought up a few, a few of the, the weird ones in a while. I have a fear of snakes. I mean, snakes are just like I said, yeah. um, spiders, nah, not really. I mean, if they drop down on me, fuck yeah, it's weird. Um, and unexpected. But if I just like see one on a sidewalk, like I don't scream. Um, I know friends that will do that. Uh, and, uh, it's like, okay. So I don't, I mean, outside of like, you know, the normal like fears, um, this is one where longtime listeners, and I do mean long time. I can't believe next 
episode's going to be 350. Jesus. Cheese and rice, folks. I've been at this a while. Heights, uh, and to some extent, those um, paper cutters thing, like the guillotines. And I'm going to kind of combine those into one. Uh, because heights, like, I'm afraid, like, I've I've done this. Not done, like, I haven't done this. But, like, I've had this thought process where, like, I'll be at a height and I'll go, what if I just jumped? What if suddenly something, a switch in my brain went and click, and I just couldn't stop my body um, from doing it? Like, and I just jumped. Same thing with, uh, you know, those giant paper cutters ready to go. What if I just stuck my hand in there? Or my fingers? Like, what if something just clicked in my brain and I couldn't stop myself? Um, and it's, I thought I was so alone uh, in this uh, until I heard it talked about on a, an episode of uh, Nerdist, well, weirdly with Chris Hardwick, who we just brought up a little while ago. And I emailed him and said, you know, thank God, like, I thought I was alone um, and it's stuff where I talked about it on here on Dam, and people go to me like, oh, I thought I, you know, it was so weird that I'm like, you know, I thought I was the only one who was like acutely aware of his eyelids or her eyelids or my eyelids, non-gender specific eyelids, uh, you know, while I sleep or like, you know, while I'm snoozing, um, or when I'm going to bed. Yeah. But I have, you know, weird specific body, you know, part awareness that gives me insomnia, the new one is, is um, my tongue, what was it? It was like, there's like three, like, like it's like just like coarseness on my skin that I'm going to have to look into. I don't think it's like medically in there. There's anything wrong. I think it's just dry skin. But it was like I felt that one. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about that all night. It's probably cancer. Um, it's not cancer. It's probably just dry skin. I've been getting a lot of sun lately with, you know, I've actually been going outside um, without a shirt on, which is a lot less sexy than you think it is. And if you don't think it's sexy at all, you'd still be wrong because it's still less sexy than not as sexy as humanly possible. Speaking of non-sexy thoughts, uh, one of the other, and this is, I was talking to someone about this where, and I made the joke about it, but now I'm like, huh. And this is, when you're in a landlocked state, there's no reason I should have this fear. Uh, if I was in Florida, then yes, absolutely, I should have this fear um, of that something coming through the pipes in the toilet and biting me. Or it just says toilet monsters. Still, though, now that I've, like, you know, been, like, that close to a snake, I'm like, what if it, like, got into the pipe somehow, uh, and then it, like, bit me in the balls? Like, oh my god, it, like, bit my asshole. Like, now I'm, like, scared of things biting my asshole while I'm going to the bathroom. Why is that a sudden? Why why is that an acute mental neurosis that I need, um, or that I have now? Where where does my brain go? Hold on, you know what? The world's not scary enough. Let's start doing toilet monsters. Um, I don't know, but it's it's a relatively new thing, and I'm 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 gonna try to fight it back uh, before I just you know either die from not going to the bathroom or just you know have an aneurysm from hysteria. Speaking of having an aneurysm from hysteria, last thing, unless you cannot see, uh, is it says the dad situation. Currently, my dad is the Schrodinger's cat of my life. Uh, he's larger to cats, I wrote on Facebook, and the irony is not lost on me. So, last week, I get a call from my dad's doctor office, and they're like, hey, do you have a better number to reach him at? Well, I didn't recognize the number, so I didn't answer it. Fine. They leave a voicemail. 
I call them, you know, I try to call them back. I end up in this like automated system appointment system thing. Uh, and I'm trying to call my dad and it's like, you know, I, I can't get a hold of him on his cell phone. And I don't know if he has a landline or not. I have no idea. So I'm trying to get a hold of my dad. I start freaking out that like I can't get a hold of him. And, you know, he has done this before where he kind of dropped off the face of the earth. But like the last time it was because he was in the hospital and no one knew um, until he like called me for a ride after he had like a heart thing. And I was like, fuck. So I've been reaching out to, I had reached out to like family because I was like, does anyone, has anyone heard from him? And I ended up talking to like an uncle and aunt who like, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm close with, um, but I mean, we're on good terms. It's not like my mom's side of the family where I hate everyone. Um, and they're useless. My dad's side of the family is pretty good for the most part. I get along with them a lot better. But I called, you know, my uncle and aunt. Like, I finally, like, I was, one aunt's in, I had this one aunt who's in uh, Hawaii. And I was, like, trying to, like, FaceTime her. And then she started, like, texting me. And I was like, hey, I can't get a hold of Dad. Do you have, like, anyone else's number who might be able to get a hold of him? Like, uh, my other uncle and aunt. My dad comes from a family of four. You know, so I was like, hey. So then, like, you know, the family in Arizona started calling me. And they're like, keep us in the loop. Like, you know. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to do, you know, a wellness check with the, you know, police department. I'm going to go down to his, you know, townhouse, which I did yesterday. And he wasn't answering, but, you know, the police aren't overly concerned because apparently one of the neighbors, like, saw him recently. Um, so I'm going to end up doing a, a, a wellness check, like, in the evening when he would might be home. Because uh, I don't know his schedule. He might, you know, work weekends. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but, like, I don't have like, a key to his place. I don't know anyone who would have a key to his place. Um, it was his, it was his townhouse. I looked through one of the windows, even though all the uh, blinds have been drawn. One was like not drawn enough. And I looked in and I saw like a, this like polar bear cube puzzle that I used to play with as a child. Um, so I know it's Sam's, uh, cause the odds of someone else having that exact polar bear puzzle is, yeah, what? I don't know if he's alive. I don't know if he's dead. We called the hospital, the major hospital that he would be going to if he, you know, did have to call an ambulance or 911. And they're like, we have no one admitted there with your last name. And I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know. So it's just, he's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He could have just taken a trip and turned off his phone. Uh, or he could be dead in his bedroom. And we don't know. And I'm going to have to, you know, call people to break down the door. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, so... <sighs> Um, it's, it's been kind of a, uh, mentally rough kind of go where it's just like, I've just been distracting my, distracting myself rather with, um, or distracting myself, um, with, you know, obviously recording and playing video games and, and watching Doom Patrol. But I, I think eventually I'm going to have to, you know, like a, you know, really once we get to the bottom of like one way or the other, and I'm going to have to try to call him after this. Once it's, like, figured out one way or the other, then I can kind of breathe. Um, I'm literally waiting to exhale. Can't believe I just said that out loud. So on that note, I'm going to sign off. From damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, Mental Neuroses, ugh. These have been my acute mental neuroses. Mumblecore edition. Good night, Internet. If you like what you heard... Check some of our other shows out like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. 
We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or at www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.